0: Jessica Hornbeck, Renna cfo COO, Critical Consulting for Small Businesses. This is episode 64 on Kelly Bagla's Go Legal Yourself podcast.
1: Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business.
0: Many small business owners are great with ideas and execution for the products or services they provide, but maybe not so expert on the equally important financial and operational sides of things. That's because managing a business is complex and usually requires a separate mindset and skill set from the core business. It's easy for busy people to get lost in the weeds and lose sight of, or never even envision, the big picture. That's where Jessica Hornbeck comes in. Her company, Big Picture Results, provides outsourced CFO and COO services that enable small businesses to deploy best practices that increase efficiency, profitability, and sustainability.
1: I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. You can interact with us on social media and definitely do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jessica Hornback. Jessica is the CEO of Big Picture Results. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here. uh, Oh, trust me, the pleasure is all mine. The audience is, I'm sure, excited to listen to your interview. But before we dive straight in, do you have an attorney joke to share with us? I sure
2: do. Santa Claus, the tooth fairy, an honest lawyer, and an old drunk were walking along when they simultaneously spotted a $100 bill laying in the street. Who gets it? Who gets it? The old drunk, of course. The other three are mythological creatures.
1: <laughs> I have not heard that one yet. Oh, goody. Two shit. That is fantastic. I love that one. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing. As you can very well tell from the questions I ask my guests. This is a very interactive show and we do want the audience to feel comfortable and eventually start liking attorneys. Do you think there's a chance in hell?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> meeting you in particular has definitely put a much more palatable taste in my mouth with regards to how all the attorneys in the past that I've come to know. Thank
1: yeah, you. Thank you. So, What's the number one thing every business owner needs to know about their business at all times?
2: What they should know? Um, definitely know your numbers, but I think before we even get into that, it's more of a matter of what they're focused on. So as a business owner, I think they need to really focus their efforts on income-generating activities above all things, which is very different than... Waking up on a giving day and responding to all the operational fires that come up, responding to emails. You know, a lot of the things that business owners spend their time on might not be directly connected to the bottom line or generating
1: income. And that's essentially a time waster. I'm so glad, Jessica, you actually mentioned income generating activities. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But as far as your business goes, you are the numbers lady you actually your business uh, big picture results and i love the title because it explains exactly what you do for business owners right you do look at the big picture and there are several different services that your business provides you provide an essential bookkeeping service you provide cfo outsourced services cfo chief financial officer duties. And then you also provide some business counseling as well. So that's right. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to love numbers, because that's one thing numbers and I just don't get a lot. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to listen to your story. Yeah.
2: Like most entrepreneurs and business owners, I have a really nonlinear career path. I started my, it's scary to think it's over 20 years that I've, I've been in the world of finance. I started wow. my career working in investment banking. We're doing specific financial analysis, high-level investor presentations for the senior management team of a couple of investment banks. So I sort of got really good at taking a step back and looking at the data, looking at a ton of different financial analysis across different product lines, services, and making sense of all that into a high-level big picture or a story that the manager who has a really limited set of time can look at and figure out, well, what's going on with the business. Flash forward, I've been an entrepreneur for over eight years now. This is my third business and I've been able to marry my experience in the financial analysis side, as well as me being a repeat entrepreneur and really being in the trenches. So I really understand what it is to be a business owner, plus having that expertise on the financial analysis, which Business owners generally don't have that, right? They're the entrepreneurs. They're the idea generators. They're the ones that know whether they have a good product or service and market it. They usually don't have that same skill set as far as knowing your numbers, getting into a good bookkeeping or financial workflow so that they can have at their fingertips meaningful financial analysis. So I really take a lot of that fear and that confusion out of the mix for our clients in providing a really simple easy to understand dialogue ongoing collaboration while designing good financial process the start is going to be good bookkeeping sticking to best practices getting them away from the mindset that is very typical in my experience in dealing with the CPA world they want bookkeeping as a tool to facilitate end game tax reporting There is typically not a lot of time spent advocating for the business owner. Are you running a lean operation? Are you taking advantage of business case expenses and paying for expenditures out of the business instead of personal, which will result in reducing profitability, but also your tax liability, which is something that as we
1: get more profitable, we want to keep an eye on. You've touched Um, upon a lot of important things there, Jessica. As far as entrepreneurs go, I know a handful of entrepreneurs that when it comes to financials, it can be quite daunting. I think financials and legal, I sort of in the same bucket. One, it's essential, but two, they don't really understand the, the importance behind the two. Now, to really understand where your business stands at any given time you do provide a sort of a big picture for your clients but you obviously talk to them in plain English about their business about their financials and how to track them and keep on top of them so if a brand new I'm going to give you three scenarios so if a brand new entrepreneur just starting out and they come and meet with you what are the top Two things that you would advise this
2: startup? Yeah, the two things off the jump, I would say either on their own or preferably working with a team like ours in developing good bookkeeping and financial workflows. So, starting with a market leader bookkeeping software such as QuickBooks Online, designing that around the business so that we quickly can come up with financial analysis at our fingertips. And the second, I would say, Is making sure that they have a handle on their cash flow, access to capital, because the P&L will quickly tell us whether they're profitable or not. And looking at the balance sheet, for instance, we can see, well, how much do they have within their bank accounts? And a good rule of thumb for any business is to have at least one month of operation overhead as capital. If we don't have that in the bank, we really need to come up with a game plan whether it's attracting outside and uh, capital from an investor or also let's maybe access some loans, some longer-term s- small business loans. The SBA is a really good option because it's low interest, long-term, gives you that capital infusion. You could be a profitable business month on month, but if you're with the mindset of bootstrapping, meaning you're financing any investment or growth limited by your own personal monies or the profitability that the business generates which might not be big you're really limiting your growth long term and that's when you really need to come up with some sort of strategy taking into account your analysis building some projections and figuring out okay do i really want to grow am i poised to grow you really truly need that capital cushion to implement purchasing equipment hiring more staff building a marketing machine. Because if you have a proven business that is mildly profitable on a monthly basis, you're limiting yourself by not bringing on additional capital to grow those profits exponentially. And that's the mistake where I see a lot of business owners get to, but you can't ever come to that conclusion if you don't have sound financial analysis at your fingertips. That's not a conversation that the CPA is going to have for you. The biggest value we offer as an outsourced CFO, COO is not only advocating on behalf of our clients, managing that CPA relationship so that the bottom line as far as the tax liability is insulated, but we work really closely with the client on a management reporting. Entrepreneurs and business owners tend to only focus on the tax reporting because that's right. this arbitrary deadline that we all have to meet. We have to pay the tax guy, but the important important part of running a business really lies within the management reporting. Digging into the financials specifically, besides building out projections and where you're going to take the business, but we need to dig in and figure out where am I making the most money? What lines of businesses are profitable? What customers or lines of business are costlier, which reduce my profit? You know, maybe you think, Top five clients from an income perspective are the best clients, but maybe they take up more time on the phone. They take up more of your team's time. Guess what? Those are expenses and added costs that bring down the profitability. So we work with our clients and the analysis we provide to determine those conclusions that they might have in the back of their mind after a few months of dealing with a difficult client. And we can do profitability analysis by customer by lines of business, with the goal of letting you know, hey, you are better off long-term focusing your efforts here
1: because they're the most profitable. That's incredible. That absolutely is incredible to provide a client with such resources and knowing that maybe product A isn't really working as well as the client thought, but it's actually product B or product C. That, that's incredible, that service, Jessica. You touched upon earlier as well about make sure that the business expenses are actually coming out of the business account and not your personal account. Now, from a legal standpoint, and I know you're completely aware of this, that there's a term called commingling is when you actually start to pay business expenses out of your personal account. From a legal standpoint, that's a big no, because if somebody is going to sue you, now you're basically saying you can sue the company, but hey, because I use my personal account for business expense, you can sue me personally also. No entrepreneur ever should do that, and they don't want to be in that position. Now, as far as growth, it's everyone, uh, entrepreneurs, it's everyone's desire to grow at some point. That There are different types of businesses there are the lifestyle businesses where somebody just wants to start a business and just take care of bills and they're happy with that that way it allows them to live the life that they want and then there are businesses that actually want to leave a legacy behind they want to grow they want to provide a needed service now if a company came to you that was in the growth phase how would you help them there
2: That's a great question because we do have clients across various life cycles. With regards to our startup or growth clientele, it all begins with some real candid dialogue around their level of involvement in the business, their understanding, what their pain points are, so that we understand, okay, what's the current grasp that they have on the business? Are they chasing their own tail? Are they completely clueless on financial analysis? So based on that, we will build out both their bookkeeping and financial workflows. We will train up their team so that they're following best practices, um, also educate them on a workflow perspective. Maybe their team is responsible for invoicing or entering bills from vendors. We train them really closely and also throughout the month, clean up whatever workflow and then we follow up with workflow notes so that their process is continuously being monitored and corrected making our own workflow more efficient because the end game is to spend more time on meaningful digging into the financials and having a conversation. Um, Also, really important that I think it's overlooked a lot, and this is why we're both outsourced CFO and COO, it really takes looking at both workflows and processes on the financials and operations. Because if the business owner doesn't have the mindset of operating as an owner or a manager and is trying to control and do everything they're never going to have enough time to focus on those income generating activities managing and setting up their team for success and freeing themselves up to truly focus on the business development the branding the things that they need to focus on as a result of the conversation of looking through the financials and understanding what's going good, what's going bad. How do we get our business to the next level?
1: As far as a business that's growing, yes, they need financials. They need financials from stage one, the startup, and you help them build that. You've mentioned financials a couple of times just for our audience's education. What comprises financials?
2: Yeah. So, We do customize our reporting for all our clients, but we have a standard framework and the top financial reporting that we provide that I educate our clients to look at in conjunction, and this is usually lost on most people, unfortunately, we tend to focus only on the P&L, right? So your profit and loss basically talks about the operations of your business, your income, cost of goods sold, or variable expenses, and your overhead, those are your fixed expenses. After you take those away from income, hopefully you get some profit. Most business owners get lost in only focusing on the profit and loss statement because they're like, hey, that's what I'm in business to do, and all I need to know is, am I making money or losing money? When in reality, we really need to get in the habit of looking at our p and and our balance sheet in conjunction. Because whereas your P&L talks about the profitability and are you doing well? Are you making money? The balance sheet really dictates, well, what happens to that profit? Mm-hmm. I can make money all day, every day. But if I'm on the hook with three investors, I'm financed up the yang with loans and lines of credits, and I have such a high cost of financing or debt service on a monthly basis, guess what? It doesn't matter that I'm profitable because the majority of those profits are going to go to debt service and not my pocket. So that's why it's critical that we have to get in the habit of looking at both the P&L and the balance sheet because the balance sheet tells us where those profits are going to go. And there's nothing more disenchanting as a business owner to bust your ass, work hard, make a profitable business, and you don't see any of the profits, right? That's not going to last very long. None of us like to work for free. So that's why I like to have this conversation in conjunction because then we need to understand who do we owe money to? Can we refinance that? Can we lower our cost of interest? Does it make more sense to maybe come up with a longer-term business loan? And then that gives you some more wiggle room to – address the profits and either pay yourself or reinvest into the company for capital growth. I wanted
1: to also mention that uh, a couple of episodes back, it was actually episode 57, we had Dr. John Sanders on our show. And John is a private investor. He is full of knowledge, unbelievable how much knowledge he has. And the number one thing that he always always advises any business owner, it could be either in the startup phase, the growth phase, even in the establishment phase. So the number one thing he always advises them is make sure you have reserves. Absolutely. The picture that you just painted, Jessica, that's a nightmare for any business owner. They don't want to wake up and say, okay, I am making a lot of money. But at the end of the day, it doesn't show in their bank account, doesn't show as profit on their books. It goes to Paying the other debt down. We are interviewing right now during the COVID 19. It's a global pandemic, and it breaks my heart to know that there's going to be a lot of small businesses that are going to be filing for bankruptcy. Why? Because they don't have the resources or the reserves to actually get them through such a period. It's called a rainy day fund. They don't have a rainy day fund. So today would be the perfect day for. Every entrepreneur listening to this show to sit down and really come up with a plan, and how would they create those reserves? In fact, better still, they should be calling you. They should be calling you, they should be uh, consulting with you. I'm sure that you could provide them with some sort of plan that, where they'll be able to reserve some money.: Absolutely. And
2: one of the biggest areas um, that we're able to provide value is. I really try to take a lot of the fear and mysticism out of understanding your financials, right? Because a lot of us, there's a lot of shame around talking about money, how we're doing. One of the first things I tell all our clients, like, we're not here to chastise you. We're here to shed the light, provide some transparency and some guidance around, hey, whatever situation it is, whether you are heavily financed and have a huge debt service, let's take a deep breath. Right, I'm your ally in this. Let's dig into the financials. And there's always wiggle room around coming up with some good ideas, whether it's refinancing existing debt, maybe doing balance transfers. Maybe I just did a presentation on this a few weeks ago, uh, and it's actually in our website. There's a business booster um, on bigpickresults.com under our resources page how to access capital. And there is a myriad of ways that you can come up with some wiggle room, some liquidity, so that you can get a handle on your existing debt, lower that, come up with some more money. Because the rule of thumb is to go for financing or capital. Unfortunately, the best time is when you don't need it. And during this pandemic, a lot of us, and we've had several clients, unfortunately, that because they didn't have those capital reserves, have gone under they just weren't able to weather the storm. On the flip side, you don't want to be limited in your growth. So if you are a startup and you know you have a good profitable business, make sure that you get your ducks in a row, whether it's leveraging your personal funds, maybe you can refinance your mortgage. Personally, there's so many different strategies you can take to generate some monies all the way to Maybe you really do have a good thing going and having a mindset shift. Just because you're in a position where you don't have capital, that doesn't mean you're a pauper and you have to go around begging friends and family and investors, right? right? Maybe you have such a good process and something that's profitable and your only limitation is capital. Guess what? You can spin it in such a way in attracting outside investors, letting them know hey, I got a really good opportunity here. You can get in on this for a nominal dollar amount and get a cut of my business, which in two years time, you're gonna make you know, your return 10 times over. But it really takes a certain level of experience and confidence and perspective shift, right? Kind of like that logic of when you go on an interview, people are typically scared to death because they are getting interviewed. Well, what if you turn the tables And you're also interviewing the interviewer. This is a good opportunity for you to get in on this. And all of a sudden, that psychological shift also puts you in the driver's seat, the ability to be a better negotiator, and really take some meaningful action and getting money to fund this really viable business that is
1: a moneymaker. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right. There are numerous ways of actually getting capital for your business. And on this show, Jessica, we support entrepreneurs, we support them by providing them with education, education is key to getting yourself in a better position. So in our previous episodes, we have spoken about money and where to get it from. And I think I've done three separate episodes on that as well. So This leads me to if a company is at their stage where they want to exit the business or they're ready to sell, what would you advise someone in that position? Yes,
2: I love this conversation. So one of the other services that we can provide, and I do this from time to time because we do have some clients that sometimes get approached by M&A companies. There are other companies that are looking to buy growing companies. And the starting point really is clearly getting a handle on your financials, but now the goal is coming up with a valuation for your firm. There you go. And there are so many independent valuation companies out there that can offer to come up with a valuation, but they're charging you thousands of dollars. And I don't urge anyone to go that route unless you're pretty close to making a deal, right? Because you might cough up a few grand, come up with some fancy valuation presentation, and you don't even have a deal, and now you're out the money. So again because of my experience in corporate banking and also my further education on doing sort of valuation analysis we use our financials really simple profit and loss statement as a starting point we build out projections based on really r- realistic assumptions i'm not asking people to dream so big that potential investors going to sh- rip it to shreds and we will come up with a valuation based on the company's financials. So we look at the profitability over the next few years, figure out based on earnings before income and taxes and whatever the owner takes out, we're gonna come up with a bottom line remaining income number and taking into account several factors, whether it's how long the company has been in business, whether it's a strong growing industry, whether the management has a handle on things, whether growth year on year continues to grow in the double digits, that's gonna lead us to come up with a certain multiplier based on that income amount. And boom, we have a quick and dirty valuation. And I'm gonna put that in the hands of the business owner to really guide their preliminary conversations with someone that's potentially interested in buying them out. And off the jump, that doesn't take us a long time. We do that inclusive, for our CFO and business coaching clients to really put them in the driver's seat of having a meaningful conversation and guiding them through that negotiation process so that they're not undervalued and they're not giving away too much of their business for not enough money.
1: Jessica, I have just literally just sent off an email to my brand new publisher. So I am coming out the second edition to Go Legal Yourself and Love it. it I had such, it was such a pleasure writing this. I've changed about 80% of the information that was contained in the first edition. But the second edition, I talk a lot more in depth about money and where to get it from different resources, plus the exit phase. How do you prepare for the exit phase? Because an offer can come from anywhere at any time. And the potential buyer isn't going to sit around and wait for you to get your financials in a role because sometimes that can take six to eight months. They're not going to sit there and wait for you. So every entrepreneur listening to this show, I highly recommend reach out to to Jessica. Clearly, you can tell she's very personable. Just listen to the joke she told us. And I'm sure you'll be happy, happy to consult with them and, Mm -hmm. and further assist them as well. What is it that you love about what you do?
2: I really love making impact and being able to take a lot of fear um, and worry out of the minds of our business owners and really make them feel supported and drive value for them, getting a handle on their business. It's not all about generating more income or more profitability, but answering those questions that got them to be an entrepreneur in the first place, doing more in less time, So yes, getting them to be profitable, successful businesses, but teaching them how to manage the very precious commodity of time, being as efficient as possible, being happy in the way that they work, feeling that they're focused on value-added activities as a business owner, also learning to work with their own staff and their own team in such a way that they're engaging and empowering and setting up their team for success because at the end of the day, we cannot afford disruptions because of unhappy team members or clients. And if we work with our team in such a way that they're happy and they're being developed and also shown that we care enough about them to automate their workflows instead of just giving them grunt work, they're going to be ambassadors. They're going to be brand ambassadors for your company as well. My favorite thing that we do for our clients is giving them this holistic understanding because when you're in the day-to-day and running your business, it's so easy to lose sight of everything and you're just trying to get through the week. You know what I mean? But there's so much power in being able to step back and look at it holistically from a process standpoint and tying together your objectives and your impact. And that takes ongoing collaboration, conversation, and perspective check-in on a regular basis.
1: So really, Jessica, there's absolutely nothing you love about what you do. And just getting better at it. I'm walking the
2: walk. We're eight years into this business. This is my third business. Like most entrepreneurs that end up being successful, and you know, Kelly, it's a story about failing forward. And being confident enough that, hey, those mistakes are those very things that are going to force me to get up and get better and stronger. And I really bring that candor not only in my personal relationships, but especially so with my clients because I want them to understand, yeah, you're going to experience struggles and hardships, but you're going to make mistakes. Don't spend time crying about that. You know, the biggest piece of what we do is the accountability piece, right? We are very choosy around the clients that we take. That appetite for candid conversation with the goal of getting better has to be there. And it's two-sided because as much value as we bring to our clients, because I'm choosy about who we take on and who we serve – I also want it to be a collaborative conversation where we're working with people that are committed to growth and excellence and we're as a result able to learn from them yes. and we're developing this really beautiful and you know you're part of it community and network of really intelligent vocal individuals that we can trust and support each other and that's how you build a really promising effective network and community
1: agree with you more but i do have one last question for you if you had to do it all over again jessica and we're talking business wise it's it's funny when i ask this question of my other guests they automatically start thinking personal and (laughs) it's okay if you want to share something personal but if you had to do it all over again what would that number one thing be that you would change Yeah, that's a really good
2: question. Because I would say personality-wise, I'm someone, and just to give you some background, right? And hopefully this is inspiring to your audience. I'm first-generation American. I'm Latina. I was raised by an old-world Cuban woman who didn't have an education past grade school. So I've had to bust my butt and come out of poverty, dysfunction, like no education, to make something for myself. So personally, I believe everything that I've done Up to today, I don't have any regrets. All of it, the good, the ugly, that's made me successful. But I would say the one thing, and we touched on it earlier, would be getting access to real capital sooner. Because I do see over the last few years, since I've made it a point to take on capital, and I didn't wake up like that with this business. I had to get to a point where I'm confident enough that, okay, I got a proven model. Because it's scary to take capital if you're still on shore because then you can burn through that money and not make an impact. And guess what? You're still on the hook to something. But if you've got a proven system and you're profitable, do not wait in taking capital because you're just stimming your own growth, your own profitability, and your own financial and personal freedoms. And that's something that you can
1: actually help clients with as well, whether they're at that stage. And they actually are ready to take that next leap. Some entrepreneurs are very hesitant. They're scared of taking capital, outside capital. But when it comes to education, that's what we do best here on the show. And also, Jessica, you are a true inspiration to other entrepreneurs, you've made it. It gives me gooseys to listen to your story, literally. I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth too. And I'm actually the very first attorney in my family. So I didn't have footsteps to to follow in. But I love hearing about these successful stories because if we can do it and we've worked really hard, if somebody else works hard at their dream, it, the dreams do come true.
2: Absolutely. You just can't get caught up with failures. One of the, another big lesson for me is just saying yes to things. Do not, there's right, there's no perfect time. It's the stars aren't going to magically align and you make this or that move with your business. Just start. Exactly. You can tweak and fix things along the way. But in the meantime, you know, if you're sitting on the bench and waiting You're the only one that's being hurt and you're not going to be making money while you're waiting. So you just got to go
1: for it and figure it out along the way. Absolutely. We are going to have your information as part of our show notes, but please do share with the audience. How can they get a a hold of you?
2: Yes. Thank you. So yeah, so Jessica Hornbeck with Big Picture Results. Our website is bigpicresults.com. There's a ton of information on there as far as the services that we provide, and we also have a really well-rounded news and resources page where we share a lot of really helpful infographics, many on the topics that we covered today on understanding your financials, accessing capital. I'm also on LinkedIn, Jessica Hornbeck. Do reach out and connect with me. We are happy
1: to help you. That's Fantastic. I have to say, this is probably one of the most inspirational interviews that we've done. Jessica, I know that we're definitely going to get some feedback and we'll have to have you back on the show. I'm so excited to hear that. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. But until then, it was fantastic having you and can't wait to continue doing business with you and and getting you promoted as well. Same here, Kelly. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And audience just make sure that you download the app it's free from your app stores you can actually contact any of our guests especially Jessica from the show notes and reach out to her she'll be more than happy to help with any of your business inquiries if you will and remember Mm -hmm. the only way you do become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. It's been a pleasure being your host. Until next time, cheers to your success.